0: There. Welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham, an impromptu episode. Uh, didn't think there was going to be one because the Everton game was literally so boring and nothing really happened. So, all that we'd be talking about is uh, a flute goal and Lois and Son's argument. But things have happened since then. They're getting a ban, uh, press conference by Jose, and we have got the, uh, the, the next game, Bournemouth, tomorrow. So, talking about that and more uh, with Mark uh, Sweeney. Uh, At 1981 Spur, if you want to follow him, if you don't already. uh, Any questions or comments uh, for the podcast uh, at L Talk Tottenham. Um, So let's talk Tottenham now. Uh, Welcome back, Mark. A bit of an impromptu one this time. We weren't going to do one after the Everton game because literally there was nothing to talk about apart from a lucky goal, clean sheet, that's it. But there's a few things that have happened, so... Got an impromptu one here, so welcome again, Mark. Thank you. Nice to uh, actually be here after a win, even though it wasn't a great game of football, not nice to talk about. But, <laughs> yeah. um, I, I was here after a draw and a loss, so it's good to come, yeah. well, come on after a win. Well, I'll, I'll start with a very difficult question for you. Uh, in three words, how do you rate the Everton game? Because th- there's not enough that happened to to use three words. I don't think. <laughs> uh, but- let's- move on very well done i I, I took you a little while longer than i thought but i I think good good to have a clean sheet even if uh the opposition literally didn't do anything uh i'll take a lucky goal and a scrappy win um but yeah I, i think when we go 1-0 up, I think that the way that Jose plays is to counter-attack teams, but if the other team don't attack, then it's very difficult to do that, and then it just makes for the, the most boring game. I would personally now take a boring 1-0 win <laughs> at the end of the season. To be honest, with you, every single game is mm. as bad as it is to watch everything else. I just want to win games now and yeah. get this season out of the way and hopefully build something for next season. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's not pretty really much to say about it. I mean, it, it was okay. I think it was two pretty poor teams, really. Um, yeah, but Everton are completely in transition, aren't they? So, yeah, they will get better. He, he's basically gone in there, sorted their defence out, and then I'm sure in the summer he'll sort the rest or start to sort the rest of it out. We're technically we're really in transition. Yeah, we're technically yeah. in transition because of a new manager, new system. Um, yeah. Yeah. And they've never looked too bad actually. I've watched a few of their games since um, Mm. since we've come back from the lockdown, and they've looked okay. But they they certainly didn't turn up against us. um, No, which I'm not sure. I'm not sure really why because they're not going anywhere this season. They're not going to get in Europe really. They're not going to get relegated. So you'd think. None of us are Everton fans, we wouldn't know. But surely you'd want to have a go, and then if you get beaten, you get beaten, but at least you've had a go, and it's not going to affect your season, the, the end of your season, really. But they, they didn't really do anything. I, I thought our defence with uh, Alderville there as a calmly influence, Dyer, who we'll talk about a bit later on as well, Winks and Sissoko just in front made us look a lot more solid, but then it could be com- a complete false dawn because... They weren't tested at all, so <laughs> they could have looked. You know, I could have looked solid in that if, if you know, no one's going to attack me. Yeah, yeah, it was just it was just uh, a non-event, really. Yeah. But but I, I definitely think the things that uh, the defenders, particularly Dyer, had to do, he did quite well. And I think would being in there, the more experienced one, who will obviously be the one who's in charge of what line they take. Um, I, I think. Yeah. Did what he did quite well. It was just a game where um, we didn't look like scoring, but we didn't really look like conceding either. To no. be honest. And I don't, you know it just wasn't like a lucky goal. It would have just been a total nil nil, wouldn't it? Yeah. It just a, it just I, I, I think, a, think the move. The, it, yeah. I think the move for the goal was quite good. It was the one time that I can think that we moved it quickly, and and I think. Going forward, we'll talk about him going backwards uh, a little bit later on because that's (laughs) probably the most entertaining part of the match. But Son going forward looked like the old Son to me, taking people on. And that goal came from him getting the ball, running at people, and then giving it away. But uh, giving it away to Kane, I think it was. But I think going forward, he was looking to take people on at every opportunity, which he hasn't done. since we've come back. So I I can only assume that was a fitness issue and he's back to fitness now and confident. Yes, hope so. Let's hope so. We need him to be. Yeah. What what do you think of Kane? Because I think they said during commentary he had more touches in his own penalty area than he has in the opposition's, which is slightly worrying for me. Yeah. He was, he was doing well defensively, wasn't he? We <laughs> <laughs> kept giving, yeah. giving away
1: free kicks, and he seemed to be on every one heading out the box. So he, he did well um, in, our, yeah. in defending our, our area, but um, there wasn't really much for him, was there, to be honest with you? No. Um, he certainly had more chances than the Sheffield United,
2: um, in the Sheffield United game where he got it in the net four times and only one of them counted. I know we were just talking a bit and saying, you know, he, was, he seems to be pushing deep, and he, he does, but I do remember him doing that under um, Pochettino as well,
0: because it used to frustrate me sometimes. Oh, yeah. need you in the box. But in saying that, I think he has been doing it a lot more. He seems like a, a central midfielder at times. And there was one game, I think Sheffield denied, he was, he was in defence. Uh, what are you doing? It, it, during open play, not from a corner. Um La Celso, for me, still in the wrong position. I've waxed lyrical about this and I'll carry on. I, I think he's a number 10 who should have a free role, very similar to Eriksson and what uh, Fernandes is doing at Man United. De Bruyne, to an extent, as well, at City. Put him in the number 10 role, free role to go where he wants. When we have the ball, when we don't have the ball, then obviously he's got his defensive duties to do there. But he he's the one player that we've got there that I can see that's got anywhere near the kind of creativity that Eriksen had. And he played on the left in this game as a kind of winger. And it's just... I mean, I know Eriksen did that at some point uh, during the Pochettino years, but that was with, uh, I think, Ali and Son up there with him and they were interchangeable. Yeah, I don't know. I remember when Woodridge first come over mm. as well. He he played a bit, didn't he, on the left, and it was just about mm. sort of acclimatising him to the Premier League, maybe, and maybe has mm. got the same. I don't know. Maybe there's the same plan for him, um, mm. starting out there, getting used
1: to the pace of the game and, and you know, the rough and tumble of the Premier League. He didn't seem he he puts it in, didn't he? He didn't seem to mind getting um, getting stuck into it. No, no. Um, so, but I, I don't know whether it's that. I think next season, once we've got... marino has got a few of his own players in, hopefully, yes,
0: hopefully at yeah. the Um, You know, we might see him in that number 10 role. Yeah, well, I hope so, because that game yesterday, if that was two seasons ago, Eriksen would have run that game, because no, none of their players were closing us down. It, it had dropped deep, started pinging the ball. Being that Son was taking people on, it had got the ball pinged it 50 yards to him straight away, so he was one-on-one to take people on. And he'd have he'd have run that game. I, I know a lot of people give Eriksen a, a bit of abuse, or not abuse, but like have a go at him. But like in games like that, it's where he won essentially won the games for us. I think I know he may not have scored, but he he was the one who dictated the play and everything like that. I think Celso could do that. I just think he's in the wrong position. I like to see him have a, a, exactly the same position that Eriksen used to have, number ten, but. Do what you want, go where you want, do your stuff.
1: Yeah, that's been a very stop-start season for everyone. <laughs> I yeah. thought, you know what's happened, but it was anyway for the cell So He was, in, you know, out of the team at the beginning, then come back in, then got a little niggle and was out. And you know, so hopefully next season we'll see the best of him and, and find the proper position for him. I hope so. Uh, I just think, yeah, the it needs a must at the minute but just to get. Him on the field and getting playing, and we just don't have the the personnel really. I don't think Mm
0: -hmm. to play the the system and the the way that Wimbry wants us to. So he's just trying to fit him in as best he can, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's certainly got he he certainly can see a pass and has got a 50 yard pass on him, which I'm not sure anyone else has in that. And Dombele has, but we've discussed him. But the, the other thing that worried me in that game, certainly second half and you mentioned it before we started recording the amount of fouls we were giving away in the second half especially in, in crossing areas and just I mean there was one by I think Winks or Sissoko who just pushed someone when they were almost on the byline hmm. and it's just you're asking for trouble there if you've got a, a tall team you're completely asking for trouble there and it's just stupid it, didn't it was all yeah. the time it was yeah. Three teams coming into our box, um, and against another a uh, better team,
1: yeah a uh, more, more confident team on the day, and more confident Everton, um, we would have definitely conceded. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I just, just poor delivery from them, really.
0: I think. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Like, you, you, you watch these games, don't you? They're watching it, going, "Don't foul him! Don't foul!" Oh, for God's sake, he's fouled him! It, mm. It's just, I just what goes through their mind that the players got their back to goal. They've got nowhere to go but back. And then they give them the easy way out and, and stick a push in the back and then they got a free kick. Yeah, that frustrated right. me. But a, a win's a win. Um, and, you know, after the Sheffield United game as well, it was a, a win that we needed. And it was. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so win, wins are what matter. Yeah. Uh, doesn't really matter how you, you win. Obviously, if you're winning boring one nils every game, you'll be happy that you're winning, but it's going to be boring. But the odd one here or there. Certainly after a bad result, I think a scrappy 1-0 win showing a lot of character and uh, determination, which links us into the uh, most entertaining part of the match, which didn't actually happen in the match. That's how poor the game was. But a lot of and Sun argument at half-time, which... All came about. Lovis upset that Sun gave up on the ball and didn't track back, and then they had a shot, which I think he saved or went wide. I think he saved. But uh, uh, do you think Lovis had a point and was it was right to say that? And what were your views of it? Uh, I've got my views of it, but I'll, I'll let you go first. Um, I, I'd really like to see
1: it. To be honest with you, I thought it was. Uh, I, I did think he gave up on the ball. Um, and there's, there's too much of that all over the park, I think. We don't, you know, we don't press in the same way as we did under pressure. There's just seems a lack of effort, Chris. Yeah, uh, yeah. We see it against Sheffield United, didn't we, when they they were just not even bothering, picking mm. people up, coming into the box. It's not, it's not by any means, just something. Mm. I think mean, that was just the sure that, that uh, broke the camel's back for the race, and um, we sort of lost it a bit, and, and it needed to be said, and I'm glad that, that happens to be honest with
0: you. Yeah. Um, I don't see anything wrong with it. Um, he's a captain. If he perceives that there's a lack of effort and, and someone's not putting it in, then he deserves to be called out on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, we both agree on that one. Uh, I, I, I felt really sorry for him in Sheffield United uh, at Low because I, I, I've been critical of him this season, last season as well, but three goals conceded and he literally couldn't do anything about any of them because there were no help for him at all. So yeah, so it'd be nice to see him have a go at at the players uh, at half-time in that one, Um, but then (laughs) he'd have had to have had a go at absolutely everybody. (laughs) But yeah, uh, you you touched on it though, Chris. Like you know when we spoke last, and you sort of said about um,
1: is it a mentality thing? And you said you know is Pochettino was he too nice? And you have got Mourinho come in who's going to be a bit tougher on them, and that could be that. you know, they've had that meeting which they've spoken about and Larissa um, sort of said, well, yeah, actually, so it, the other way hasn't got us anywhere. Maybe it yeah. is time yeah. to start pulling out a few people and yeah. um, get, put it in. And, you know, it could be what you said, you know, the other day, that that's exactly what's happening now. Um, yeah. And, and I, I think it's a good thing because it, as, as much I'm, I'm it as I'm Pochettino's biggest defender and I you know, yeah. never wanted him to go and a while she was still there, but he isn't.
0: It's time to move on. But we need to do it a different way now. Hmm. Um, And, yeah, see how this, you know, see how this goes. Uh, See whether this could work. Yeah, I I thought it was fantastic seeing the captain leading by example there, which you you see someone like a Roy Keane or John Terry, they were never shy of having arguments on the pitch and shouting at people. And, you know, their their careers didn't go down, didn't finish too badly. Um, Felt a bit sorry for being but then, you know, you're part of a team, you've got to track back, you know, more, more a gets a bit of a, a rap from Spurs fans, but he does track back very well. Uh, Bergvine as well. Um, and, and Son did the thing, didn't he? I mean, you said it um, while we were, before we started recording, that he, he, he did the thing where he looks like he's trying, but you know full well he isn't. And as good as Son is going forward, he's still, if you're a wide player, you've got a responsibility to track back. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, exactly, and and we could see we could see it um, yeah. on the TV. So you know, if someone like the could have led to a goal, couldn't it? In the last, uh, yeah, I mean,
1: a terrible
0: of the, of the time hump. to concede. That would have been, yeah, but yeah, but he, he, certain people on Twitter, which are, I don't know who, but like saying oh, Loris was out of order, but you know, other people correcting them and quite rightly saying if it was all here he was having to go out, you'd be praising him because it's Son, who everybody loves out of order so it doesn't make a difference if it was aurea or sun if they're not doing their job he's the captain and he's got the right to have a go at people but jose's comments afterwards when they asked him about him before the question was asked he just said it's beautiful <laughs> i thought it was fantastic uh, but he also said didn't he, you you mentioned it earlier they had a meeting which jose was either called the meeting or was the the main voice of that meeting where he, 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 he said that the players in his opinion don't criticise themselves and each other enough and they need to do that and be vocal about it and to me I, I love that as well I, to me that is just a winner's mentality just nothing is ever good enough you may win a game but it's not good enough because you haven't won the That you haven't won two and It's a poor analogy that one but, but yeah so everyone knows that Jose is a winner you don't win what he's won without being a winner. It sounds to me, and, and reading between the lines there, that his winning mentality is rubbing off a little bit on the players. You'd like to, you'd like yeah. to think so, wouldn't you? Uh, that's what he's been brought in to
1: do. He's changed the mentality
0: a little bit. Yeah. Um, but that to me, away. yeah, that to me God, was just sorry. his winning mentality rubbing off on, onto the captain. And hopefully someone like a Kane takes that on board and does the same out of the old Dyer, although we'll get to him in a bit because that won't be happening for a few games. Um, But yeah, I'd love to see that. And then hopefully it will galvanise the players together now that we are one unit. We are all together as one and and we're going to help each other out. But what what are your views about doing it out in in public on the pitch rather than in the changing room? Because there was a few people on Twitter uh, saying he shouldn't have done that, but... Again, I don't see a problem with that.
1: No, I don't see an issue with it either. And um, I think it was just uh, it was a spontaneous thing, wasn't it? If you if you watched the clip of, um, I think it was Charleston that had the shot, Yeah. Um, Hugo obviously went and was balling him out there and then, uh, which you'd expect him to do, and it just happened to be half time so they could come together. Usually yeah. that wouldn't happen, would it? it no. Was just, it was just, you know. It, Sometimes probably it would happen in the changing room at half time, but it was just the circumstance of it was right before the, the half time whistle, he was already having a go at him and then he's run up. you know, he's run over there. nothing wrong with it at all. No. Um and, and you know, I think it's a good thing, you know, it's good that we were actually seeing that and, and Because people mm. you know talk about Hugo and say, Oh, he's not a captain, he's not a leader, you couldn't imagine him having a go at well, we've seen it now. Yeah. So we can put that one. To, we don't know whether he's, he's usually like that or what, but we can sort of put that to bed now. So we've actually seen it. You know, he does. He does care. He, he will um, have a go at people if they're not putting in the effort. Um, so yeah, I, I, have no, I, I think it's a great thing. Yeah. Um, beautiful might be a bit extreme. The <laughs> now, but I really, I really like to see it. Um, it just shows passion. It just shows really? that they care, and you know.
0: I mean, said, son, you thought done well first. you had done okay, but I thought you'd done even better in the second half. Mm. Uh, and I think, it, and I think that would be a kickstart for him as well—that he's going to really want to kick on now. Yeah. Um, I thought second half. It's I, it's I thought second half, son, and and uh, a few others ran out of a bit of steam, but then that could have just been the game was just so boring. And, and but yeah. But for me, with the Lovies thing, it was just nice to see someone who actually cares after the Sheffield United game, where it just the. the he just didn't turn up. It was nice to see
1: players care. Yeah, and again, you said it in the last pod that Mourinho needs people around that he can trust, and that, yeah. you know that hopefully that goes to show that that's one there that you know he can get he can get the manager's message across on the pitch. Yeah. And as you say, if you can get another one in there with Kane doing the same thing, maybe a Elder mm. then there's three players out there, you know, across the spine that can. Um, Working for the manager, and, and he ha- as you say, he had that at Chelsea with you, Terry's, you, Drogba, Lampard. Um, and you know, he needs that, doesn't he? Mm. Um, so, you know, hopefully that's the start of it. let hope that yeah. that's a, that's a, a kick start onto something
0: better. Yeah, I, I just uh, you can't imagine that ever happening in a Pochettino Spurs game, can you, at half time, like arguing on the pitch which nothing right. wrong with that he, he did well Pochettino he did fantastically well uh, so you can't really <laughs> argue with his uh, thing there but like, yeah Ho, Jose just a winner and uh, I just thought that, that his winning mentality coming through and that, that nothing's ever good enough you've always got to strive to be better I think I know we've gone about him a lot this summer, but Roy Keane
1: when, when, like yeah. you said, after the Champions League final when they won it in ninety nine he was looking around and seeing players celebrating, but he was thinking to himself, "Well, we're going again next season. Mm. You know, that's, that's done. That's finished. That's in the past. Let's go again." And that's the winning mentality. I think Mourinho is a bit like that as well, isn't he? Yeah. But, you yeah. know, that's then. What's next? What we're doing now is it's, it's continual winning. It's not winning a one game, and then it's, it's continuous winning. And that's what yeah. we need. Yeah. What we need that's 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 what the big clubs. Um, and the winning teams have done that's what you know. Klopp's built at Liverpool. Uh, they lost the Champions League final, right? Let's move on. Go back the next season and win it. Yeah. They lost the league by a point or whatever it was um, last season. Smashed it this season. Um, whereas us, and again, I absolutely love Pochettino, but it seemed like every time we just felt that final, you know, he felt felt final hurdle. He couldn't get them picked up again. You know, yeah. I mean, we lost yeah. the League Cup final. Um, become second in the league. He couldn't do it. He could do better, but he you know, he, he, it was all the final in everything: The final, of the mm. League Cup, semi-final, not everything. Semi-final, of the FA Cup, the
0: final of the Champions League, and second in the league. You know, mm. he don't. You know, but he just could not get that over the line. Whereas with Mourinho he's got that in him, is not he? He does yeah. get it over the line. It's uh, that, that 1% more that, you, that, that Pochettino needed. We just couldn't seem to find or he yeah. couldn't seem to find. Yeah, I, I, I think not so much the first couple, but like, certainly towards the end, when when we got into a final, you're always like, oh God, I hope we don't mess it up and stuff like that. But with with Maminio, if we got into a final, I'd be fairly confident we'd win. Unless we made an absolute howl of something, but
1: yeah, he would have a game plan, wouldn't he? He would have a game yeah, plan yeah. of how to win that one-off, that one-off game. Yeah. Where I think Pochettino was a bit like,
0: "Well, we just go and turn up and we play the way we play," which is fine. Yeah, but it didn't work. Yeah,
1: uh, I, I also think. Marino, yeah. He's I, got yeah. that. He's
0: got that game plan, has not he? Yeah, I also think after the game, and you've touched on it there with uh, a. Yeah. Uh, let's go again and, and stuff like that i think with pochettino that the squad was like oh we've, we've done well but we were unlucky unlucky yeah lads where samarino so will be well you haven't won have you so you haven't done well we go again we do better next season uh, yeah i love pochettino and uh, everything he did uh it was just such a shame that we didn't win anything because we he deserved he deserved a, a trophy we deserved a trophy and the players deserved a trophy It just wasn't to be, but he is still a young manager, Pochettino. So he'd have learned a hell of a lot from that. So he'll go on to another job whenever he decides to take one. I reckon he'll win a few trophies there. But yeah, I hope he does. I really do. He deserves it. He deserves it. He gives us some great memories, despite not winning a cup. He gave me some of the best memories I've had as a a Tottenham fan. Um, I never thought that I would be going to a
1: Champions League final. I don't think i would probably ever win again. To be honest, (laughs) I really hope that. I really hope that I do, Um, Mm. but you know that's not the reason that I support Tottenham otherwise. If I I was in it for the trophies, obviously I want to win trophies, do not get me wrong, that's all I want to do, but if I was, you know, if I picked a team purely on winning trophies, I wouldn't be supporting Tottenham, you know, so, you know, unfortunately that's just the way it is, but let's hope that that could change. and um, We can see a few future
0: team list a few trophies but you know yeah well, that that, that argument between Loris and Son weirdly gave me a bit of optimism for next season because so they'll have a, a pre-season together I'm assuming a pre-season together being that this, this season will be a bit delayed uh, may, maybe a few players in we'll, we'll get to that a bit later on so it gave me a bit of optimism that the players all fired up and, and looking to win and, and not looking for second best and then they're, they're happy to dig each other out if they're not pulling their weight for the team so it gave me a bit of optimism for next season yeah let's see how this season ends
1: <laughs> yeah we do tomorrow yeah. and on Sunday yeah. uh, but I know what you're saying yeah. but I've, I've, I just remember other sort of moments like this where right? I think that's, yeah. that, that's the kickstart mm, we need, start, you know, yeah. like last minute goals Solon against Villa when he scored that last "Well, that's it now that's the kickstart that's, that's the kind of bit of luck that we needed and then it just went picked up after. So right. I I'm, I'm sort of, um, I'm, I'm holding my breath on it, and just, I'm keeping <laughs> my fingers crossed, and I'm hoping that you're right, and that is the the trigger that, that gets us going, and uh, it can push us on to winning something next
0: season. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, well, I'm ever well, the optimist. I'm ever the optimist, whether that's a, <laughs> a good thing. I am a, as well. A good thing or not, yeah, or whether I'm right. just being stupid and setting myself up for fall every time I have an optimistic thought. but. Yeah. But I try to be. I do try to be optimistic, and uh, I'm yeah. hopeful. Um,
1: but I, I do think it, it. I think it's a crucial, crucial time in Tottenham, mm. in our history as a club, and, and where we and how we move forward. Really, to be honest with you, yeah. so, um, I really do.
0: Yeah. But either way, it was good to see. So hopefully, we can push on. Um, um, hopefully, we can. Okay, so that's the Everton game out of the way, and most of the, the talk was about an argument between two players, rather than the actual game. But uh, wins a win, uh, so we've mentioned all of that and the positiveness of the argument there, which can hopefully drag the club forward. Uh, so we'll have a break now. After the, after the break, uh, Di has been banned for four games, which is just ridiculous in my opinion. We'll see what Mark thinks about that. Uh, Jose had his press conference today where I didn't see it, but Mark has said that he uh, mentioned about transfers and the Bournemouth game, and then we'll look forward, forward to the Bournemouth game, which is tomorrow. So, back in a bit. And we're back. So, uh, previously the, the podcast would have ended there uh, because that was all that was to talk about but there's been other stuff that's been happening today uh, so I woke up this morning to the news that Dyer has been given a full match ban for him going into the crowd against Norwich um, I think that's A, harsh for games I think B, it sends a pretty terrible message to kids really because essentially he was confronting a bully who ran off, who was abusing his brother and giving him a load of abuse as well. As soon as he got near, he ran off. So it's basically saying that if you're bullied, just just go away and then let them win. Don't confront them. So they run off. And that there was no evidence that Dyer was going to throw punches or shout anything back. He just wanted a word. Uh, And then the, the punishments don't seem to be consistent. So Carl Walker, you know, mean I mean, sex party when we're supposed to be in lockdown doesn't get anything. Di gets a four-match band to we'll have a chat with a bully, but that's my take on it. Do you have the same take, Mark, or do you have a different opinion? I have a different. I have a different. Right, okay. View than you. Um, I think the, the four matches
1: is harsh for, for a start. But uh, reading sort of the transcripts of it today, um, from what, I, from how I read it was uh he was, the fan was hurling abuse at um, Dyer, um, which I don't like, you know, I, 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 look, hands up first of all, have I ever abused footballers on the foot, yes I have, mm. but not my own players, I'm not saying that's any better, but I, I remember giving Robert Perez absolute dogs abuse, I haven't <laughs> done, that well. I have, I've done it, you know, I, I, I have done that, and I think most of us probably have. I'm not saying it's right, but I certainly wouldn't do it to my own players. And I think it himself—he just scored his penalty. Um, mm-hmm. It's not as if he was—he did. It was a such a bad. I was at that game. It was such a bad game. I can't. I, it seems like a lifetime ago now as well. But I don't remember him specifically doing anything that was terrible during the game. But anyway, so this is this is this is how I read it. He was getting abuse. He made sort of eye contact. His brother was a couple of rows back with his dad. The brother actually came down to the bloke and started a bit of a row with him. Um, Dyer's obviously clocked that and and come up. The bloke's gone to walk away and his brother's actually pulled on his hood or his collar. Um, The bloke's then gone off. and Dyer's continued to try and get to him and he's been stopped by and some other fans and everything else. So, mm. look, I can understand why Dyer did it, I and mean, mm. he wouldn't have known the context of what happened with no. his brother and everything else. So I, can, I, I totally I would do the same if I was Eric Dyer. but I don't think we can allow players to go into stands. No. No. Um, so I understand why the FA had to punish him. Uh, I, don't I don't necessarily agree with a four-match ban. And also when we talk about Carl um, Walker, uh, and, and Jack Grealish, that was outside of football. It's wrong what they did, but it's outside of football. So for me, that is either a police matter for them breaking lockdown rules, and also a club matter for disciplinary mm. action. For them as well, rather than an FA um, disciplinary matter, because obviously what happened there was during an FA Cup match. Uh, it was after the final whistle. It was in the stadium. If Dyer um, attacked someone out, and not that he attacked anyone, let's get that straight. Let's you know, get that clear straight away. He didn't attack anyone, and he said he wasn't going to attack. And the bloke actually said, the fan actually said that he never felt threatened um, mm. by by Dyer as well. Um, but if he died on something off of the football field, like you know, for example, when Steven Gerrard punched someone in a nightclub, in in mm. the FA wouldn't ban them for that because it's it's, uh, it's a, a police matter, um, and the club would would, would sanction disciplinary actions for that. So it's it's, it's a different mm. it's a different thing. Uh, so I don't think we can we can use that use that one. No. Early.
0: And you know, I just don't
1: think that players can start going into stands. I get why they do it. I get why Cantona kicked the bloke years ago when mm. you know because he was was abusing him to
0: his face. I and mean, you lose it, you know. I can I do understand it, um, but they do need to be punished for it. In my yeah. opinion. I, I don't disagree with a, ba- a ban. Four games is is ridiculous. Uh, yeah. It's co- completely different if he's gone into there and then try, started chasing after him and tried to attack him or sworn back at him or whatever. But I think he confronted him in a kind of controlled manner, so it, it was, wasn't really violent, and if the fans said he didn't feel threatened, then it's quite clearly not violent, so four games is just well, they said, really. You know, I, I, said, I, I don't know if you've read it, so they said, no. um, if it was a threatening manner, then it would've
1: been five games. <laughs> because the guy said yeah, because the guy said that he wasn't threatened, it was, it was
0: reduced by four, get, to four well, games. Well, that doesn't make sense either. Like. You're honestly saying that, like, it's a four-game ban, but if you're violent, then it's only an extra one game. Oh yeah, well, that's just that just don't, don't, don't make sense either. Surely, well, if it's yeah, violent, it, it should be doubled It about six months, wasn't he? He? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. for a long time. So Ooh. I, you know, I don't, I, I don't understand the ban. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. I think the ban is a bit too harsh, but I do think he he needed to be punished. The other thing that, yeah. that I was concerned about, but I think that that's been
0: explained as well. Was that why is this happening now? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think my, my
1: yeah my understanding of why it's happening now is because obviously the police were involved to begin with as well, and mm. I think it was Dyer and the club that were asking for them to del- if the FA to delay the charges. Yeah. Uh, that was my while this, this stuff was going on with, with the police and everything. That's my understanding of it. I could maybe I've got that mm. wrong, but that's that's how I read.
0: Some of the reports today, yeah. so that was the reason why it's taken so long for the band to come across. Yeah, because you mentioned the reports there, but I, I was listening to Sky Sports News or whatever they call it, the Football Show, whatever they call it, and yeah. they were saying that he was getting abhorrent abuse dire from this guy, which sounds different to the uh, 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 the report that you've read. So I guess no one really knows oh, what no, happens, no, but no, I, I think, but I think one or two games, I can understand that. Uh, I think, okay, you can accept that. But look, when you consider Luis Suarez, when he was accused of racism and found guilty of racism against Patrice Everett, got nine games, I think. So you're basically saying that this is, is half as bad, pretty much, as as abusing someone when someone's got into a crowd and not really given any abuse. All he's done is go up, up some steps, which... Yeah, you can't do that, you've got to b- remain professional and you get abused rightly or wrongly, but to say it's only like half half as bad as what Suarez did is ridiculous, I think. Just just for me to be clear, was I, I,
1: I said in the report that I read he was given dire abuse. Yeah, uh, he, yeah. They couldn't repeat what that abuse was. No. But he no. said that he... The guy in the crowd definitely instigated it and he was looking at Dyer and there was sort of eye contact and everything else. So he was definitely
0: provoking Dyer. Mm. Any he's with still a bully as well, isn't he? Because he's done that from however many, like 100 metres, 50 metres away. And as soon as Dyer's come up, then he's kind of like, oh, calm down. But yeah, I, I just. To ban Suarez for nine games for racial abuse <laughs> and then this for four just sounds crazy to me. But then, you know. But then that's what the FA do, don't they? That the, the punishment never fits the crime. You get Suarez banned for nine games, whereas Rio Ferdinand, because he didn't go to the toilet on command, gets months. Which they're then saying that not going to the toilet when you're told to is is far more worse than abusing someone racially. Which just they don't help themselves, the FA sometimes. Um, well. As a, as a former employee of the FA, I um, oh, uh, <laughs> sometimes watch what,
1: what I'm saying yeah. about them, but um, yeah, they don't help themselves. I think we can we can agree on that. Yeah. And, um, there's, there's they make they give up one rule and then change the rules and everything else. They do move the goalposts a bit on mm. things. Um, there's obviously I, I don't have I don't have all the information, but I read it of why why it was four games. It could have been five. Mm. There was also things that White wasn't free, so they have got these rules in place for, for players entering um, entering the stands. So there is sort of set criteria yeah. for it, and there was a, there was a there was a reason behind the four games, um, but you know it does seem a bit excessive to me. Um, yeah. But I do think you know I do think we need to you know four games is a lot, but we need to discourage players from entering mm. stands. Yeah. Um, so you know, as much as I want Dyer to play, I don't want him punished because I'm a Tottenham fan. Um, if it was another, if it was another, if it was Arsenal, and Shaka um, was climbing into the stands, I wouldn't be,
0: I wouldn't be moaning about about four games. To be honest. No, I I think as well that the other thing that I don't particularly like is that you, you get the band that's happened fine, and then a year down the line it happens again. And the band's different, so as long as if this happens again in two years to someone else and they get four, four games, you can't really complain then because they are being consistent, but I just don't have but that much it confidence comes in word, down to, but...
1: It comes down to criteria and circumstances, doesn't it? Mm. So not every situation is going to be the same. Um, mm. So they'll, they'll analyse exactly what happened. Uh, and, 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 you know, we don't know, but if that bloke was nearer, a dire... You know, Dyer was definitely going, he admitted himself, he was, he, at first he said um, that he was actually going to protect his brother, uh, they just wanted to get to his brother, and then he admitted later on in his own sort of breakdown of events that he was actually going for the bloke. Mm-hmm. He was actually going to speak to the bloke rather than, um, going, you know, go and find his brother and get, get his brother away from it. He mm-hmm. said that at first, then he changed his story. Mm. Um, yeah, I, 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 I go, go read. Uh, it was I, I see it from Alice de Gold um, on Twitter, who uh, sort of read the whole manuscript, the fifteen pages manuscript, and just give it, like a summary of everything that sort of that sort of happened. Um, so you know, every if it does happen again, it will be slightly different to what mm-hmm. happened with Dyer. So you know, they, they have to sort of measure it on on the actual event that took place. Mm. Um, so that, the bands will be slightly different.
0: Okay. Uh, you you have convinced uh, me a little bit. Uh, I've changed my tune <laughs> a little bit. So, but the should lawyer, shouldn't I? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, who, who do you think will replace Darwin? I mean, I'm assuming defence because that's where he's playing. Sanchez, mm. Foyth. I think I think it has to Foyth's out for the season. Fatongan. I, um, I would I
1: would say Sanchez. Fatongan um, mm. is probably my favourite. Top them player over the years, to be honest with you. I, I mean, I think he's an absolute touch of class he is but he, he just he, he he doesn't seem with it does he? No. Uh, before the, the lockdown, anyway. I think yeah. he's, his legs have gone a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, you know, against Bournemouth, maybe I'll put Sanchez in. I'll put Sanchez yeah. in, Personally,
0: so, yeah. so do you think Alderweild Sanchez will be our? We've got five games left, haven't we? So Dark can play yeah. the last one. Do you think it will be out of Eld Sanchez for the rest of the season now? Maybe not the last game when Dial's back, but certainly for the next four? I think so, yeah. I do think so. Because, yeah, so I think Foy is out for
2: the season. Ten is games
0: is out for the season, isn't he? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, unless. Um, it, I think Marino today was talking about circling uh, again, is it? Circling the left back? Yeah. I, I think he might, might right yeah, he might be able able right play. back. He might be able to play both. I, I know he's a full back. Yeah, I thought he was left. I could be wrong, um, unless you, you know you can put Davis in at centre back as well. But I'm to be honest, yeah, I think it would be yeah. Sanchez and, yeah. and Dyer comes back. Uh, what do you think of Sanchez? Because I, I see him getting quite a lot of grief on on. I think he's got all the tools to be a top defender. I just think like like Dyer, he needs Alderweireld there with him at this moment in time because he is young. Sanchez, he's twenty four, I think. Hmm. I think could it be younger than that? Um, yeah, man, anyway. but I do like him. My, my real, real bugbear, which you mentioned earlier that your bugbear came was coming deep even under Pochettino. My massive bugbear with Sanchez is not so much now, but certainly at the start, letting the ball go over his, over his head and bounce, yeah. which yeah. I used to play football when I was a kid. Now, other than taking how to take a throw in, that was the first thing that I learned. Don't let the ball bounce over your head. And, and he used to do it, he doesn't do it so much now, but I think possibly because he's quick, he thinks, well, I can let it bounce and I'm on the run, so I'll be able to get there first, but it's a dangerous game to play that.
1: Yeah, he's just, just turned 24 in June, um, oh, well, so he's yeah. still young, mm. um, but he, he, you look at him and you think this guy's got all the attributes to, to, mm. for what you want in a centre-back. Yeah. It just starts to, it just needs to toughen up a little bit I think, mm. and just really, you know, the size of lad just um, have a bit of, you know, your diary in it really, just a bit tough and um, you don't want to mess with it. Yeah. So I think we missed some of that sometimes, thinking about it, because I knew we were going to have these conversations. <laughs> I don't know whether I've said it on air before, but you know, I look back, I don't want to talk about it then down the road, but I will a little bit, remember, you know, if you were playing, you're going in the tunnel and you see Tony Adams, Vieira, mm. um, Omri, even Burkamp. Mm. Uh, uh, and the one we won't
0: mention. Yeah, I was not mention.
1: But they're, they're tough. You know, they're tough, intimidating. We've had it as well. Yeah, yeah. With, you know, even like Bao and and uh, Don Bele and, and you know, King. You've had these players, Alvaro. Mm. There were t- Wanyama, D'Ar- you know, these. Are, they're intimidating. We mm. Sanchez should have that about them as well. But yeah. like you just want
0: to see that from him, you know, and just toughen up a little bit and, and, and push players around a little bit. But mm. They don't want, want, want to come near you. They don't want to mess with you. He just needs to, I'd say he's young. He's 24. Mm. Um, he has done that a few, a few times. He used to, it was an Everton game. I can't remember when it was, but it might have been this season. it all last. But he, he pushed uh,
1: Richarlison about. I know, i
0: yeah, uh, this was in another game. I, yeah. I can't remember if it was the uh, uh, Goodison Park game or if it was last season, but he was pushing him around. But I, I think his main issue, Sanchez, is he has lapses in concentration. He makes mistakes or goes missing. and, and I mean... It's unfair on the second goal against Sheffield United to, to bail him out on that one because there were about four or five people you could have a yeah. go at. but he was one of them in the middle who just switched off. Die was the other one, and all, yeah, who let uh, whoever the crosser of it was to overlap. And yeah, I, I just think he has a bit of a concentration issue, and but again, yeah. he is he is young. He, he, it'd be very different if we bought him and then he went straight into the team he's played pretty much apart from uh, suspensions and injuries every game since it it must be quite difficult because you get it with strikers Defoe was one of them apart from the season where he scored 20 goals coming on a sub but it must be quite difficult when you, you don't you're in the team out of the team in the team out of the team and you've got to kind of keep that like momentum going and, and certainly with with Mourinho here, he's had, you know, e- even if the defender's in the team for three games, they have three different defensive partners. Yeah, I think yeah,
2: especially with the centre backs as well. Yeah. Try and build a partnership with another defender,
0: and you're in and out. It, it, it's difficult. Yeah, mm. definitely sort of. And he is young, but mm. I just want to just see him just be a bit more dominant and, and take responsibility. Really. Yeah, I agree. Got... Um, I think, I think with Alderfield, they're helping him, I, certainly for four games. I think he'll know now that he's playing the next four games, so hopefully that might give him a bit of confidence. And then he's got Alderfield, you'd think, maybe the uh, Tongan there, which both of them are experienced defenders, so he'll be able to show him the light, teach him the line and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, as
1: I say, he, he's got the attributes to be a top defender, and it's yeah. just hope that he can kick on.
0: Um, and we can see it a bit more consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. so from one young defender to another, uh, this one, though, isn't with us at the moment. He's at Southampton. Carl Walker-Peters, who Jose, in his press conference, Mark uh, informed me earlier, uh, was talking about him. So uh, (laughs) you might have to lead on this one because I didn't see or hear anything about the press conference, but he was talking about Walker-Peters.
1: Yeah, so he was asked a question um, about Carl Walker Peters. They asked him, um, Have you been keeping in touch with Carl Walker Peters? Um, and does he still have a future at Spurs? Um, and Marino was basically saying, Of course, I, I follow him and see what he's doing. And um, you know, he's a very much like player in the squad. And there is a future here for him. But I think the interesting thing was um, I'll just read it. He says, um, He's happy now, I think, playing and playing well. Hmm. I'm not in control of the transfer decisions, but the general feeling is there's a place for him here. Hmm. But if he's just desirously playing every time and leaving the club in search of happiness, I don't think we can stop him. He's a player with good value in the market, but I don't think we'd stop him doing it. It was just the bit where he said hmm. um, that he's not in control of transfer decisions. Yeah. Um, meaning, what? That Levy will decide whether he... he Hazel
0: goes. Um, it does sound as if he's going to go, doesn't it? Um, no, I, I can't imagine though that Jose. You know, I can't imagine that Jose doesn't have some kind of say in it. I can't imagine Levy doesn't. Uh, you know, Mourinho's at home and gets a phone call at seven in the evening, and it's Levy going, "Oh yeah, just to let you know, you haven't got your right back anymore." Uh, I I, th- I think that's maybe uh, just Jose. You know. You're not going to be asking me about what transfers we're going for in all of this business, so I'll say this and nip that in the bud. But I, I, I do think well, Levy has a big, big say in the transfers, which I think is wrong. We need a director of football. But I, I, I don't think Levy would sell someone or buy someone without consulting Mourinho a bit. And Mourinho is known for his mind games, isn't he? And But it is, well, slightly concerning, I guess.
1: Pochettino came out
0: didn't it, at the start of the season saying maybe they should
1: change
0: my job title to hmm. a coach rather than manager. Yeah, And the people sort of hinted that that was because of transfer. You know, I, I don't yeah. know. Well, that one I didn't get at all. Because, yeah, That one I didn't get at all. Because I, I bought his. I got his book for Christmas that he released. It, it was based on the 16-17 yeah. season. I don't know if you read it. Um, I haven't though. The no, but he, you he, one. Yeah, yeah, but he said in that, I can't remember whereabouts, but he said, when we want a player, I go tell Levy who I want or who to sell, and he goes and does it. And then, right. fast forward out of many years it was, when he made that comment. I, I don't know what's changed. Well, that was the beginning of this season, wasn't it? Yeah, but,
1: so what I don't... What I didn't understand about yeah. that was, I assumed that Endon Bele was his target, and I mm. assumed that the uh, Celso was his target. And I thought possibly with Bielsa at Leeds mm. that Jack right. Clark was his target. And Cesson Young's come out and said that he was had a conversation with Pochettino, so I thought that he was his target. Mm. So it didn't really make much sense. Mm. Um, so I agree with you. I, you know, I think that Mourinho would have a say. Um, mm.
0: if he you, you've a got things. to, I think. Like, I, I've never understood. I've never understood, like, even with a director of football, when they go and buy and sell players at... Without consulting the manager, because how can you then sack the manager or judge him on, on on the performance when the players aren't even the ones that he asked for? But and and mm. Mourinho, being Mourinho, he ain't going to be happy, is he? Like he ain't going to. you he, he may say it in a press conference, but behind closed doors, he ain't going to be happy if Levy's buying and selling all these players without consulting him. No, but but no, he's just hinted it, it, isn't he? It. Yeah. Yeah, he just said the uh,
1: exact words. Where is it? Um, I'm not in control of the transfer decisions, but the general feeling there's a place for in here mm. in regards to Carl Walker Peters. So, you know, I'm not in control of transfer decisions. I don't really know what that no. really means. Is, is that just in relation to Carl Walker Peters? Because it could be that. We're trying to get the you know the midfielder from Southampton, and
2: Southampton yeah, yeah. want Carl Walker Peters, yeah. um, and Levy saying,
1: well, you know, we need to negotiate this with Carl Walker Peters yeah. and the thing. We yeah. don't know doing that. Yeah. That could be the transfer decision. Yeah, but it really it, talks really about his value in the transfer market.
0: So yeah, it, it could even be like he says, I want this player or I want that player sold, and the decision is how much for, because that's Levy's negotiation for it. So it could be yeah, that. Yeah. It's like. He could say, uh, I want Carl Walker-Peters gone. He's got no future here. And then the decision is, Levy, how much does he get for him or or does he use it in a part exchange? But but let's go back to Carl Walker-Peters. Would you welcome him back? Or or he had a bit of a mixed kind of season from when he was playing with us. Uh, He got caught out a couple of times. Um, Do do you think it would provide Orbea with a bit of competition or do you think... Orbier would still see himself as the number one in that position if we didn't buy anyone else. Um, I've just never seen enough of Carl Walker Peters to mm. really give a, a sort of mm. informed opinion on him because yeah. he would be in for one game and then you wouldn't see him for ten games, yeah. you know. And he would play a really good game and then the next time you see him, he wouldn't play a great game. So it's it's difficult. Mm. Um, he has done well at Southampton, hasn't he? He has. Uh, I, I didn't watch the game against Man City, but apparently he played really well in that game. Yeah, he's but good he for him. He, he's yeah.
1: playing every week,
0: isn't he? Exactly, it? yeah. It gives him confidence, knowing the league as well. and I, I'd like to see him back have another go. and and Yeah, but it depends. If, if we're desperate to get this midfielder and he's part of the deal, then that that basically shoots that in flames. He's, uh, his namesake, Carl Walker...
1: Mm. Went on loans to QPR, went on loans mm. to Weston Villa. Uh, did he go to Sunderland as well? Uh, I can't yeah, remember. No, sure. it was Danny Rose went to Sunderland. Mm. Um, so both of them full-backs went away, and you know got their loans and came back, and you know were, were excellent for us. So mm. you know, as I say, he's only twenty three years old. Mm. If he if he's doing well at Southampton, um, and he's proving himself consistent. Me, then yeah I'd like to see him he's
0: from mm. my youth team he's been there since he was a
1: kid mm. apparently he's a Spurs fan yeah. Um, so
0: yeah I'd love to see him come back and do well yeah, he played in the Villa game didn't he first game of the season I think when Kane scored his goal to make it 2-1 certain angles of the replay you can see Carl Walker-Peters you can see what it means to him yeah. so it's another one he, he gives, a, gives a crap about the team but yeah I, I think we're doing the world of good playing but I th- I, I would think, and you touched on it there, that he's going to be part of the deal for Hoiberg. Yeah. So I think we'll probably lose him. But the other full-back that you mentioned, Danny Rose, he's only on loan at Newcastle. Do you think he'll come back? Would you want him back? No. Right. Okay. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't
1: see him coming back, and I don't want him back either. No. You know? do, you, do you think we'd get some money for him?
0: Out, He's 32 now, is he? Uh, I see someone... Mentioned that we wouldn't get a lot probably. Unfortunately, he's a far, far cry from the 16 17 Danny Rose, who was yeah. possibly the best left back in the league. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame. It's
1: a shame that it's mm. not going to end in a great way with, with Danny Rose. Um, but I think
0: he's got a lot of issues, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've always liked Danny Rose, though. I think. He's another one who cares. He may be a bit outspoken, which doesn't help him. And know, sometimes know, he needs yeah. to shut his mouth a little bit and then think about what yeah. he's saying, but I think he yeah. wears his heart on his sleeve and just a real real shame that his form completely dropped because he, he was superb for us in that that yeah, two what? year was, period. Was excellent. Was real real shame. Was excellent. But yeah, I, I do time like for, that. It's time for him to be moved, to be moved on now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um,
1: He's not gonna. He's not gonna get that form back. Um, so yeah, we need to move on from it. As I said to the other day, I just think we need a total some sort of refresh now. That mm. chapter's gone. Um, it had its um, individual successes on the pitch. Didn't didn't come up the trophy, but it's time for another cycle now. Yeah. Um, and we, yeah. And, and it's a shame that it is what it is. That's the football club, you know. Mm. It's going to happen after we, we we're dead and gone.
0: Um, there'll be plenty more teams that we'll never get to see and hopefully win things, you know, but it's just time for another period of that now, so, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay, so the la- last point to mention is uh, we've got a game tomorrow away to Bournemouth. Uh, Bournemouth, who have been conceding goals by the bucket load at the moment and a real relegation scrap. Um, so it's a game we should be winning. I don't want to <laughs> go too positive about it because then no, tempting fate but we should be winning that game. Kane should be getting some chances in that game. Uh, I think they'll play into our hands in the sense that they will attack us which I think suits our counter attacking play. and if we've got Sun taking people on again um, should get a lot more space and Kane getting some um, chances and space. How, how, how do you see it going? Uh, it's another must win game. Um, if we do want to do what
1: we said Win every single game. to See where that takes us. We've moved down, I think, to tenth tonight after Burnley yeah. and um, Sheffield United have won. Um, Bournemouth are going to really want to win themselves. They're in a relegation um, fight. They can go within one point of Watford and West Ham if they beat us. Um, but we have the team, and you know that we should be beating. We should be winning them their games. Um, I think convincingly as well. Um, we've got to go from the off and, and try and, and rack up some goals. Really. There's no reason we should be going to Bournemouth and winning that game three or four nil. I'll say it. I'll drink it up. I don't care. We should be, be going. We should be going there.
0: We should be going there, Chris, and we should be winning that game yeah. three or four nil. Um, we've got the players there that, that should be able to rip Bournemouth to bloody pieces, and if we don't, then we have to question why. And, you know what's going wrong, and why you know we can't keep going. We can't keep playing like this. Yeah. We have to be careful a little bit of their their fast forwards. King Wilson Brooks in the middle, who can pick a pass out. But yeah, we should be able to dictate most of that game, I think. And, and yeah, they should be. You know, we should be worried about them, but they should be worried about you yeah. know our forwards as well. We need
1: to just you know, go out and attack them from the off. And yeah. um, mm-hmm. as I say, we should be winning that game quite comfortably. Yeah,
0: I, I think, with the exception of Dyer, it should be the same team that played against Everton, and I, I'd maybe yeah. put uh, lacelso in the middle. I've mentioned it already. I mentioned it previous weeks. I'll keep mentioning it. I think he should be the number ten, not out wide. Um, so yeah, I, I, with the exception of uh, Dyer, obviously who can't play, I'd be playing exactly the same team. Yeah, I agree. I would maybe, but I'd maybe put in uh, instead of Moira.
1: Yeah, uh, but but. but you know, I, 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 I'm happy to start with Moyer if that's what the manager mm. wants.
0: Yeah, I, I forgot name. Uh, we don't see. I always say we don't see what goes on in training, do we? So there's no, obviously no. reasons why he puts Moyer in. Had a Bergman. I think will have a bit of a knock. Um, so mm. you know, I, I'd, I'd happily start with the same team as you say, minus Dyer. Yeah. Uh, what about, Al, Al, what we, about what about Ali? Or is he is he injured? Is that why he missed the game? He against injured, he's it's
1: It's not a serious one. That was in the press conference today. but it's oh. not a serious one. Uh, but he not. He's not in the squad for tomorrow. Right, okay. uh, he'll be back for Sunday or not. Um, mm. I'm not sure. But it's not. It's not a serious
0: injury. Right, uh, so he's right. definitely not there tomorrow. He possibly might be back yeah. on Sunday. Yeah, I, I think if it, being it will be a counter-attacking game because Bournemouth will attack us. And then I don't really see too much difference between Bergvai and Moro apart from maybe Bergvai a bit more productive with his final ball and more kind of runs into cul-de-sacs a little bit but both of them are quick yeah. and both of them will get a shot off and both of them run at defenders
1: but yeah. The reason that I'd like to see Berg run over Mora is I just think he's um, he just seems a little bit more confident at the minute. Um, yeah. yeah. He's he on a bit of form, he scored that goal against Man, Man United. Uh, I, I'd just like to see him uh, get another start but as I say I'm not opposed to started more. I know, again, he's another scapegoat that gets a shed load of abuse on Twitter and everywhere else. But, um, you know, there's there's some players that just seem to get away with being crap.
0: Um, Mm. You know, Tane's one of them, I think, and and Son as well. And neither Mm. of them have have come back in any great form either. Um, No, no. I I do do think Injury's played a part in that, and and but yeah, I, I, I was impressed, ignore the argument uh, with Loris and stuff, but in terms of going forward, I was impressed with Sun uh, against Everton because it looked like he wanted to take people on, which is what his strength is. Kane, phew, he's not getting the chance, he's not getting the ball either. But the, the one thing that frustrates me, and, and it happened pretty much for every first half under Pochettino, is how slow we start games. And this is a perfect game, Bournemouth. They've conceded—I don't know how many—five against Man United, four against someone else in the last two games. It's a perfect game, isn't it? That if you were the manager, you'd be going like, start off quick, put them to the sword early on, and you can have the game done by half time. But I, I guarantee you, we'll end up passing it side to side, five touches each player, oh, I and and just—I I, just—I don't understand that. It's—it's it, it's one of these things I've never understood. It's also. Like when you've got a winger that you're playing and their full-back gets booked, why that winger is not getting the ball every chance he gets running at that guy. And why the team aren't playing it to that winger every time they get the ball to get him sent off. It's not cheating, it's just taking advantage of of a situation. And then, yeah, Bournemouth, their confidence certainly defensively must be through the floor. And so they'd love for a first half where we're just poncing around with it side to side really slow and they go in not conceding the goal at half-time. Yeah. So we've... And then take a chance, you know, and then we're 1-0 down. Yeah. So we've really got to, I think, go at them quickly. them and put to the sword and finish them off. Yeah, it doesn't even need to be a counter-attacking game. We've seen in the Everton game uh, the the uh, for the goal, uh, the West Ham game with Sun's disallowed goal, we can play quick and when we do we get shooting opportunities. but And that's against Everton, who have solided up, that's <laughs> not even a word, uh, become a lot more solid defensively, and West Ham, who who the same, and we've carved them open just by playing quick. But yeah, I, I can guarantee we'll start off slow and it'll be the same old kind of first half, and then get in at half time and then they'll come out a different team and just hope we don't concede one. But, but Kane must be licking his lips at games like this thinking oh, I can get some goals in this one the, the way they've been defending but then well, he, he's not messy is he he's, he's not one of these players who creates something for himself he needs the supply yeah he does yeah. And I think that's why he comes deep because he's not getting the ball because he's trying to get involved but like you say
1: that's a game where you should just you know you should be told you just stay up there yeah. We'll
0: get the ball into you. You stay in the box. We'll, we'll fire balls in. Hmm. Um, and, you know, it should be, it should be, uh, it should get a hatful tomorrow. Yeah, so. and, uh, it's it's another team against Bournemouth. Like we've we've scored like five goals and four goals against them, but they were games where they didn't close us down, and Ericsson ran that game. Hmm. So if Celso well, can no, do a similar it's... thing, we could be in proper business there. But it. it yeah, but e- Eriksen, I remember, I-, I went to the Bournemouth home game, I can't remember what season, but I was in the pub before the game speaking to some Bournemouth fans, and they said that they're the best team that we've played this season, because they carved us open and Ericsson was just unplayable. But if you look to the game, he was unplayable because no one was in 10 metres of him the whole time, and you can't give someone like that 10 metres uh, free reign. And then, yeah. So if if, well, if we can do that with a Celso or even Winks, Winks can play a fifty-yard ball. He floats it a bit more rather than drilling it, but he, he can see the pass and see the space. Well, we need to get the goal difference, up, don't we? Yeah. As well, Because that could be, that could really play a part in mm. um, we finish in the table. And uh, you know, who's our top goal scorer since um, since we come back from lockdown? Do you know? Yeah. You got a clue? Let it's me think. Th- let me think about this. Let me think about this. burgvine has got one, one all. Kane's got one. <laughs> the <emoji>. OG. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it? Goals, isn't it? <laughs> oh, oh god! Goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and has scored. Yeah, um, yeah. So We really need to start scoring some goals because you know the, the Bergvine one. To be honest with you, it was a great little run for them. Should have been saved. Yeah, it should have been saved. And Kane's one was just. You know, we were three nil down. It was just a, mm. a ball straight across the front That's the way Jose likes to play, isn't it? You're one nil up, they attack you. You yeah. swing the uh, the counter attack, and then yeah, and then because well, there's so, so much space, you're striking get, ball get ball. free.
1: But as say, that's just going to frustrate fans against Bournemouth. We need to be winning that yeah. comfortably mm. and getting the goal difference up because that honestly could really cost us. Mm. That could be the difference between I oh, not
0: completely sold in the Europa League, but that could be the it could actually be the difference between you know some extra millions uh, yeah. and, and not getting that. So mm. yeah, not I just that a bit of confi- Yeah, not just that a bit of confidence going forward in time for a fairly big game <laughs> on Sunday. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, well, we should be winning that, but then it wouldn't surprise you if we ended up losing one nil. But then if, if, if I, I can only really see that happening if we don't if we play slow in the first half and they nick a goal. If we start off quickly, I can see us getting chances early on. Yeah, in saying all
1: that, I'll, I'll stick to what I said at the very beginning of this podcast, and I'll say it right at the end. I'll take winning one in <laughs> <laughs> every, every game, I talk so much rubbish.
0: Don't I contradict myself. Well, no, enough, no, 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 well. but but I just want to win every game. At the um, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take it next season. I'll do my next season. Yes, just win the bloody game. Yeah. Uh, yes, beat Arsenal Sunday. Yes, win tomorrow. And yes, just yeah. push on. Well, I think that's a perfect place to end. <laughs> uh, let's just win. I think we'll end there. OK, so that's the end today. Hopefully the uh, positivity for Bournemouth game isn't uh, kind of a... Uh, bad luck charm and um, we do win. Um, so yeah, so amazing we've gotten over an hour just from a, a, one of the most boring games I think I've ever seen in, in football history, but at least we won. Um, and then other stuff came from that which hopefully is the uh, positive uh, winning mentality that Jose's putting on the players. Uh, so hopefully we can beat Bournemouth, Kane can get back on the scoring sheet. Uh, we can look good going forward. Uh, and then progress from there in the quest to just win every game from the end of the season, so do another podcast after the Bournemouth game before the Arsenal game Um, and hopefully that's a positive one as well.